0: Good evening Family Church Waterside and welcome to another Sunday Night Local. Um, before I get into anything else I just want to say a very happy 10th birthday to us um, as a congregation. Um, before I sent the texts and kind of uh, info out yesterday, some of you may not have been aware it was our 10th birthday weekend, um, but it was. Um, and obviously in normal times we'd have made a you know, real big deal about this and had a big party and and all those kinds of things. Um, some of you may remember if you were around five years ago, we had a, had a five-year birthday party, five years since we were planted. Um, so we'll still be looking to do that, um, and hopefully in the summer sometime, um, as things get relaxed, um, in terms of what the government allow, then hopefully we'll have some sort of gathering, even if it's outside or whatever it looks like, I don't know yet. Um, but yeah, that'll still be our plan, to do a big celebration in the summer. But yeah, happy 10th birthday. We started on the 20, Sunday, 20th of March, um, 2011 we had pastor Stu over with us and and all his family pastor Carlo and all the family over with us and, and pastor Stu was preaching that morning we had a great a great meeting and god has done loads of uh, amazing stuff um over that 10 year period and myself and wendy we're just so so thankful um for all that god has done and all the lives that have been touched and, and changed all those that call family church home all those that have joined the church and you know and yeah we're just so thankful as well we're so thankful for uh, just just um just playing your part in us as a congregation you know we're one body many parts and, and that's always been really well understood in our waterside congregation and our other congregations of course um but it's always been well understood um at waterside that we've all got a part to play we're all key and we all matter and no one's more important than anybody else and we all are all our parts that we play are all um valuable to god and, and valuable to the church and, and it's our workings and so yeah, happy 10th birthday. Really thankful for what God has done over this 10 years. Obviously our 10th year, the year we've just gone, has, uh, just had has looked um, slightly different, or very different, I guess, if you're honest, um, to what we expected it to do. But God has still done amazing stuff over the last over the last 12 months. And we just continue to believe that God's, you know, gonna fulfill his plan for this year. And as we kind of gradually uh, transition back to physical gatherings, um, you know, in the coming weeks, Um, and months that God's going to do amazing stuff and and myself and Wendy we've got a huge vision still for the next for the next decade um we're not planning to go anywhere and we still believe this is where God wants us and we've got such a big heart um for the future and just such a heart for the water side a heart for a community heart for the wider new forest areas and you know I believe that God's God's only just begun to do what he wants wants to do you know the Bible says that a thousand with God a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years so um you know we've gone we've gone 10 years you know that's not a long time in kind of god's time span he's just kind of getting getting started so we're just excited about what god's um got next and you know we're really looking forward to when we can physically gather um you know we can talk more about vision and kind of moving forward and kind of all that, that looks like and what what kind of god's put on our heart um for, you know for the coming months and years but yeah i'm just so so excited all the stuff that god's going to do and just so so thankful um for what he's done and as I said, we just so myself and Wendy just so so thankful and grateful uh for, for all of you, just 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 for who you are and your incredible heart for God and your incredible heart just to see um the church be built in this area. You know, Jesus said promised that he would build his church, didn't he? And not even the gates of hell would be able to overcome it, and that's what we've seen God do to build his church. And we know that we are the church as well. I mean church has never been about buildings, though we're believing very much believing God um for for a building for our future. In the heart of the community absolutely but we know that church is not a building it's it's people in other words us we are we are the living stones with jesus as the chief cornerstone so great times ahead the best is still yet to come awesome so yeah happy 10th birthday so um so tonight in sunday night local um we're going to continue talking about the gifts of the spirit the believers toolbox as we kind of called this uh called this topic um and you know, I just believe this is going to speak into your hearts this evening, and this is all about kind of the, the spiritual tools that God has provided for us that we can use um, in our lives. That God never leaves us empty-handed. And that's the thing with, with with God, isn't it? He's, he's just uh, He's just amazing. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ, as Scripture says, and He's He's equipped us and 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 empowered us with the Holy Spirit that dwells within us, with temples of the Holy Spirit, and you know He's given us all the tools that we need to fulfill the purposes He has. For our lives but as we kind of get into that further let's just let's just let's just pray thank you jesus thank you lord lord you're so so good you're so good lord lord firstly lord we just lord we just thank you lord for what you've done at family church Waterside, Lord, over the last 10 years lord for every single person lord that's lord that's lord's been touched lord, by you lord has had their lives changed lord has been there's been saved there's been there's been healed lord has been there's been transformed Lord God, and used by you, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for every single person, Lord, that calls Family Church Waters our home. Lord, protect them, look after them, Lord, keep your hand upon them, Lord, provide for them in every way, we pray in Jesus' name. Lord, and we just say thank you for what you've done. We thank you for the impact on the community oh God and for what you've what you've done. Every single person, Lord, you've drawn, Lord, into your presence, Lord, every single person that's been brought out of the dominion of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the, of the sun, Lord, that you love. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for that, being brought into the kingdom of light. Lord, we just thank you for that great truth. And we're so excited, Lord, for the future, Lord. Lord, we believe the best is yet to come, Lord. You're just getting started Lord, with what you want to do with us as a congregation, as Family Church Waterside, and the impact you want us to have in our, in our area, in our community, and to see loads of people saved, Lord God. I we believe we're just getting started, Lord. So we're just looking forward with expectation to all that you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray you just speak to us into our hearts tonight. Lord, we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us a deposit of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, and thank you for those gifts that you've given us. And I pray you speak speaking to our hearts tonight, Lord God. Lord, as we look, look at various gifts, Lord God, and how we can use them and how you've equipped us. Lord, Lord, may you just teach us tonight. Lord, do what you need to do in our hearts. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise God. So, yeah, we've been talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This has been very much connected with what Pastor Andy's been talking about um, on Sunday mornings over the last few weeks. Um, which Which was labeled kind of turn the power on, turn the power on in your life that power um, within us um, is literally the Holy Spirit, as I said we 're temples of the Holy Spirit, so we need to turn that turn that power on, and then pastors um, Paula and Sean um, did an amazing job this morning if you hadn 't seen uh, this morning 's online service i 'd really, really, really encourage you to watch it. It was so so good. they kind of did a sealar moment, just kind of step back and what 's scott 's been saying to us over the last few weeks, kind of summarizing or a pastor Andy's teaching um, over the last few weeks, and it was it was just brilliant. So I would really, really encourage you um, to watch it. I'll really speak into your lives. So it's been been connected with what's been taught on Sunday morning about the Holy Spirit, but God has provided tools for us. So we've we'll been talking about that everything we have as believers is by God's amazing grace, his unmerited favour. We have every spiritual blessing in Christ, as I mentioned earlier, and it's all because of God's amazing grace, his unmerited favour towards us. We haven't, we haven't earned it, we didn't deserve it, but he's blessed it with us anyway, because he loves blessing his kids. Amen. And one of those things he's, he's provided for us is, is the tools, tools for life, the tools to equip us for life, the tools to reach out to others, the, to, the tools for ministry, the tools to see the lost saved. And those tools are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And yes, we're going to start kind of unpacking that a bit more tonight. Um, what we looked at last week, just to very quickly summarize, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4, Paul says this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them now the word the greek word there in the original greek the greek word for gifts is the word charisma and that literally means grace given we've been talking about all everything we have it's by god's grace it literally means a gift of grace or grace given 1 corinthians 12 verse 31 says now as says in the passion translation but you should all constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts some other translations say eagerly desire the greater gifts but you should all passionately Constantly boil over with passion in seeking the higher gifts. So, God wants to be passionate for the gifts of the Spirit. And um, all we need to do is ask God. Now, the reality with God is if you don't ask, you don't get. And that's true in lots of areas of life, isn't it? But it's true, true with God. If we don't ask, then we don't get. We, we looked at the scripture ask, seek, and knock on the door will be open to you, is what Jesus jesus said. God loves to bless us as his children. He loves to give us good gifts. And when we ask for the right tool for the, or, or gift, for the job that he's given us to do, he will always answer that prayer and, and equip us. And our responsibility as Christians is one to ask and to make sure that we keep that toolbox by our side. Last week we looked at some kind of practical tools like a drill and a hammer and, and, and in a practical way, how those things, how those tools are used. And but certain tools are only used for certain jobs. You can't try and put a screw in the wall with a hammer. That's what's what used for nails, <laughs> not for screws. You know, you need, a, you need a screwdriver, you know, to do that. So we, each tool has its own own particular use. And tools are only useful if you actually use them. You know, if they're just kind of just, just sat in a toolbox somewhere or sat in a shed somewhere, then they're not any use to anyone, either. they? are just sat there. So God wants us to keep the toolbox by our side and also to, to use them. So tonight we're going to start kind of unpacking uh, the different gifts. So Paul, Paul wrote this. This is a kind of foundational scripture in this whole series. One He wrote this to the church in Corinth. Is 1 Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 11. Paul wrote this. Now, to each one of you, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11. All these are the work of the one and the same spirit and he distributes one just as he determines so he he lists here nine gifts and these have been supernatural gifts that are imparted by God and can only be imparted by God we can't get any of these gifts and should not seek to try and get them in in our own strength they are supernatural gifts imparted by God himself the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the the different types of groups uh, sorry there's different types of gifts Um, There's nine listed there. They can be grouped in three different ways and the revelation gifts and the utterance gifts and the power gifts. Okay, they're going to be grouped together. That's what theologians have done is group these together. um, And it kind of naturally uh, fits well into three kind of different categories of gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Holy Spirit wants to bless us with and wants us to use. And so the revelation gifts, the utterance gifts and the power gifts Those those three groupings of gifts. So tonight we're gonna particularly look at the revelation gifts and look at utterance gifts and power gifts in future weeks, okay? Great. So tonight we're gonna look at the revelation gifts. So those three, that grouping um, includes the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits. So they're grouped as a revelation gifts because they're gifts where it's something where they're God. You know, the kind of clues in the name. It's where God is specifically revealing something by the Holy Spirit. It's not something that could have been um, known in any other way. It's the Holy Spirit himself, you know, imparting wisdom or knowledge or or spiritual discernment, and you know that's what those things are. So it's all a revelation, revelation uh, from God himself. And the purpose of this and these gifts can. Com- do bless us personally that that does happen absolutely but they're very much also um for reaching others and for blessing others um you know would that be others in the church or, or those you know out in the world okay so uh word of wisdom let's look at that one first so oh, the new testament was originally written in greek as you know and the greek word Word that's used there for the word word is logos and that literally means a word or message from God okay and the word for wisdom is a Greek word Sophia and that means literally means godly it could be natural wisdom but in this context it could be natural or godly wisdom but in this context definitely means godly wisdom we don't need a word of our own natural wisdom we need supernatural wisdom amen so so the Word or message from God is a message from God of Sophia, of godly wisdom. It's a message of supernatural wisdom, of godly wisdom, okay? So let's see more about what Paul says about this. 1 Corinthians 12 verse 6 to 7 says this, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age, of the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. We do however speak a message of wisdom among the mature but not the wisdom of this age of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing but we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. Amen. So so when, what Paul was saying is what he shares and when he was you know sharing with people and you know and bringing teaching to people it was not the wisdom of that age it was not even the wisdom of the rulers of that age and all kind of the the people who would have seen themselves as great and kind of the um you know the era that paul was was writing in um and was kind of operating in um was a kind of the roman era as as you know and paul himself was a roman citizen he says that um in another another book of the bible makes it clear that he's a roman citizen, was actually born a roman citizen himself so it's kind of the Roman Empire that's going on. there had been the Greek Empire and all the kind of these, these different empires, and they, they were obsessed with wisdom, obsessed with getting wisdom. In the Greek culture, there'd been like Socrates and Plato and some of those guys that you probably uh, probably heard of, Archimedes, and uh, who were seen as very very wise people and could bring um, great wisdom. But what Paul Paul challenges that head on and says, no, this is this is this you know, not everything they're saying may be bad. But it's not the same as God's wisdom. The wisdom of this age or, or of the rulers of this age is going to come to nothing. No, what we're doing as, as believers, as as believers who are operating out of the power of the Holy Spirit, we declare God's wisdom. It's not a natural wisdom. It's not Greek wisdom. It's not Roman wisdom. It's not these great um, kind of natural empires and their, and their wisdom or these great philosophers that existed at the time. No, we declare God's wisdom. A mystery that's been hidden at God destined for our glory before time began yes the wisdom of god is very different to the wisdom of this of this world right it's very very different you know paul also says doesn't he do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind you could use it in the same context as the wisdom of this world the world has a way of doing things but it's totally different um, to the wisdom of god and what we need to be operating in our lives is, is supernatural wisdom amen praise god you know, and Jesus Jesus so often operated in that. He so often would operate in that where 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 the Holy Spirit would just impart wisdom into him and impart what he was going to do for the day or what he was going to do for that week. Or he would tell him, not, we haven't got time to kind of look at all the scriptures for this because we're looking at three gifts tonight. Um, we've got time to look at all the individual scriptures for this where, where, where the Holy Spirit would make it clear to Jesus he should go through this town or he shouldn't go to this town or he needed to cross a lake because there's a guy over here um, you know he needs to, he needs to reach, and as someone that, that you know that God's wanting to save um over here, Jesus was so wise in what he did. Everything was so wise. He was so wise in in, in dealing with the Pharisees and the religious leaders who who you know after a time wanted him dead and wanted wanted to murder him. They were so angry with this and jealous, and also as well jealous of his popularity with the people and angry because he was he was challenging um, you know much of their religious thinking, which has just gone gone way off track and. You know, Jesus operated in wisdom. He always knew what to say. I think there's great uh, kind of great moments, you know, when they brought, a, they brought a Roman coin with Caesar's inscription on it, as all coins would have done at the time. And, you know, and they were saying, was well, it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? And they were trying to, the Bible makes it clear, they were trying to specifically to, to to trap Jesus, um, you know, to say, well, well, should we pay that tax? And if we, Jesus said they shouldn't pay that tax, then, then they were going to report him to Caesar and say, so there's this guy trying to usurp you. Um, and if he said we should pay that tax, it's like, well, hang on, a I minute! Mean, I thought you were spiritual. We're I mean, trying to get these, <laughs> get rid of these Romans, um, you know, trying to destroy the Romans. I thought you were kind of a, a you know, a spiritual Jew. Um, why would you be saying that? Why would you be saying we should be paying taxes to Caesar? We want to get rid of Caesar. So they, they were literally laying a trap before Jesus. And he just says those incredible, incredible words, doesn't he? You know, say to give to God what is God's and to Caesar's what is what is season it says literally they were just all flummoxed they were just all didn't just could did not know how to respond to that incredible um you know passage of wisdom or sentence of wisdom you know that jesus gave you know give to god what is god's and to Caesar's what is what is caesar's so jesus operated this over and over and over again and the wisdom of the world was just confounded by the wisdom of jesus as he operated in this in this in his gift in the word of wisdom the logos of sophia the word of wisdom Amen. So the the world the wisdom of this world is very different to the wisdom of God. Now we just need to ask God for that gift. James 1 verse 5 to 8 James says this if any of you lacks wisdom you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So God doesn't want us to be unstable or double-minded, but we just must believe and not doubt. But here James is encouraging us to look for wisdom, to ask for wisdom. If we lack wisdom, ask God. He He gives generously. Amen. God wants to give us wisdom in understanding scripture. Remember, these are revelation gifts and, and you know, and the Bible can be, can be a dry book if you're not reading it with revelation. So when, when you're reading the word of God, ask God to bring it to life. What, what does that scripture mean? God, what were you saying there? Jesus, what, was, what did you mean when he said that? And he will, he will give you words of wisdom for that situation or for that, for that, for that scripture. Or kind of bring, bring it to life and reveal his heart. in it reveal the wisdom of God in that situation. Amen. You know, maybe you ought to make some big decisions in your life you know, there's a big decisions or whether well, do i move house do i do i change job you know do i um become self-employed and go out on my own or you know maybe you've got to make some huge decisions maybe that's your situation right now you know what you need is the wisdom of god amen the wisdom of the world is is not all wrong but it but it's natural wisdom is nothing compared to the supernatural wisdom of god so ask god for wisdom Ask him for a logos of Sophia, a message from him, a message of supernatural, godly wisdom for your situation. Amen. And seek him for that. I remember sick knock and a door will be opened. Amen. And also when we we speak into others' lives, you know, whether that be that could be work colleagues, you know, we're talking about reaching the lost, it could be work colleagues or, or neighbours or people out in our community, to impart words of wisdom into them. You know those people need God, Amen. And when you're, when you're speaking with them and when you're sharing with them, ask God for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom and what to say to them. Ask for wisdom and what, what to share. God, what do I say in this situation? Paul, Paul talks about that. It's about relying on the Holy Spirit. And he said, don't worry if you're called before. It was talking about the context of the early disciples and they would often get arrested uh, for, for preaching about Jesus again because of the jealousy of the religious leaders. And, and Paul says, yeah, don't, don't worry about you know, what you're going to say. Because the Holy Spirit will give you the words that say, we, again, we need the wisdom of God. So when you're in those conversations, and maybe they're confrontational conversations, or maybe they're, they're challenging conversations, or you just think, God, what, where do I even start with this? Maybe they're an atheist, and, and they've kind of got all this, what, what would be seen as uh, kind of natural wisdom. You kind of think, God, what do I even say? You can ask God for, for supernatural wisdom, for a, for a logos, you know, for that situation. And, and to speak truth, and to speak the wisdom of God. You know, into the into that person, amen. So you can see how this gift is so effective. How God equips us and and empowers us in that. So, if you need wisdom in your own life, ask God for wisdom. Ask Him for this gift. And if you're speaking into other people's lives, again, ask God for wisdom. Ask Him to give you the words to say, and to give you all the ability. You know, to to you know, just to bring the conversation round to how to talk about how to talk about God, how to speak into that person's life. Ask God supernatural wisdom amen praise god okay let's move on so that's the word of wisdom secondly the word of knowledge so the the word the word for word as in the greek word is logos again okay the word from god and the word for knowledge is the greek word gnosis and and the word knowledge comes comes from that word Uh, can mean knowledge or intelligence or or understanding so it's a word from god it's a message from god of knowledge or, or understanding So remember, these are supernatural gifts. So we're talking about natural understanding, we're talking about supernatural understanding. So it's literally an impartation of godly or supernatural knowledge. So it refers to the ability to know facts about a situation that could not have been known by natural means. It allows someone who's operating in this gift to see the situation basically as God sees it not to be seen with natural eyes remember what is unseen is is far more real than what is actually seen not to see things with natural eyes but to see a situation as, as God sees it we walk by faith and not by sight as Paul also says amen you know and Jesus operated in that way in so many different ways we've worked with operating words of knowledge over and over and over again just like he operated in words of wisdom and he just had the right words and the right comebacks and the right words to speak into people's lives and to challenge religion or to challenge people's thinking and to chat, to his own disciples thinking he would operate in a word of wisdom just the right thing to say well you could never pull the world wool over god's eyes you could never pull the world wool over jesus eyes he always knew what was going going on in someone's heart now you see that like when for example when you had the lady with the issue of blood who, who who wants to be healed by jesus heard about jesus had his ongoing issue for many many years And she touches Jesus' garment and straight away he knows that power has gone out of him. And he's in a big crowd and his disciples think he's a bit, well, crazy, for want of a better word. Like, what do you you mean who, because Jesus says, well, who touched me? And his disciples are like, well, hang on a minute, there's hundreds of people here. What do you mean who touched you? But Jesus knew it was a word, it was a word of knowledge for that situation. He knew, he had supernatural knowledge that power had left him and that a person had been healed. Amen. And he knew it was who specifically who it was when he said who who touched me it wasn't because jesus didn't know it was like well i'm just going to randomly hope someone puts their hand up he knew specifically who the person was but it was just getting them to you know admit that that, that they had and, and so he could you know chat to them chat to them further but he knew that power had left him you see the interaction he has with the woman at the well and a samaritan woman the disciples are shocked he's te- teaching talking to a he's talking to a woman and she's a woman and a samaritan so the disciples are kind of doubly shocked by that situation because um you know men wouldn't Generally, be talking to women that they didn't know, um, just kind of wasn't socially acceptable, and definitely not to talk to a woman who's also a Samaritan, because Jews and Samaritans, if you know kind of the history at that time, um, just did not get on at all <laughs> for lots of different reasons. So Jesus was talking to a Samaritan woman um, at Jacob's well, and he knew all about her previous relationships. I've got time to look again at the scriptures, but he knew all about her previous relationships he said he asked her to go and get a husband and she's like well, i don't have a husband and you know jesus then says well yeah that's that's true absolutely and you've had several husbands and the man you live with now isn't your husband she's kind of you know jesus isn't you know, trying to promote guilt onto her obviously but is but is is bringing conviction into that situation and because he brings that word of knowledge then straight away she's like you are the messiah you you are that you are the christ she, she knew that she was talking to someone. This wasn't just any old person. But, all, but what Jesus was doing is operating in this gift, the word of knowledge. She again with Nathaniel's encounter with Jesus. It says this. Nathaniel was one of the religious leaders at the time. Um, but he wasn't like anti-Jesus. Um, he was kind of impressed by Jesus and and impressed by all the miracles that were going going on. There was a lot going on in Nathaniel's heart. It says this, this is in John 1, 45 to 49. It says, Philip found Nathanael... And told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about uh, in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked i just backtrack on what I said just a minute ago. I was getting a little bit mixed up with Nicodemus. Sorry, <laughs> this is talking about uh, Nathaniel who becomes one of the disciples, not, not Nicodemus, which is where Jesus is in John 4, where Jesus says, you must be born again. So well done if you picked up on that. <laughs> and Philip didn't find Nicodemus, he found Nathaniel. So he wasn't one of the religious teachers. That's a different context. John 4, where he has a great encounter with Jesus and Jesus says, you must be born again. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> let's get back on track. Stop distracting me. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while I was still under the fig tree before Philip called you. So Jesus here has a word of knowledge about about Philip, then Nathaniel declared, "Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel." So Jesus knew Nathaniel. What he's saying is, he knew all about him, and and they never they never met. They never naturally met. It was all a word of knowledge about um, Nathaniel and who he is and what he what he thought about God, and and he ends up becoming um, one of the disciples. So it's a supernatural word of knowledge for that situation. Now you can get different examples in our own life, and you know, I encourage you again to ask for this gifting. It can be supernatural knowledge, maybe like of someone's illness. You often see this happening in church, where, where, you know, myself or Wendy or, or whoever it might be, at the front. They're like, "Well, I really feel that God wants to, you know, heal someone's uh, someone's getting nasty headaches or getting migraines, and really feel that that God wants to heal your situation." That is, that is a word of knowledge. You become aware. You may not even necessarily know who the specific person is. But you become aware that, that God, is, God is speaking and he wants to heal someone in particular. And it gives you a word of knowledge for what that kind of what that ailment is, what that situation is. You now, again, if you're speaking into somebody else's life or if you're, you're speaking into, you know, non-Christians life, those, those you work with or your neighbours, etc. You know, God wants to give you supernatural knowledge of their situations. You know, sometimes people will people will kind of tell you what they think you want to hear, don't they, in life? And it may do that having in kind of conversations when you're talking about God and they, they think, you know, oh, well, I, I can't say that that's what I really think. or oh, I can't say that's what really my past is. And, and they kind of give like a glossy um, version of what's actually going on in their world. But at that, at that time, ask for a word of knowledge for them. Ask for insight into their situation because God, that's what God wants to impart into you. So you can bring truth into that situation. And, and it also it just it shows what God can do. It shows what God can do to them. And what God can do with them, that that God cares about them, and that God and that God knows them. That's why it's important. It's not about anybody tripping them up in any way. Of course, it isn't. But it's about showing that God's heart for them, that God God knows them. You know, they're fearfully wonderfully made. They're not serving God. They're still fearfully wonderfully made by God Himself. So God will give us a word of knowledge, you know, for their situation about what's what's really going on, what's really going on in their hearts, what what's the real. Um, situation: What do they really think about God? And he kind of brings some stuff to light, and it can it can totally change the conversation, and you can lead them to Christ. And you know, this is what these gifts are all about: about reaching. out They do bless us individually, absolutely, but also, but mainly, it's about being others-focused and about reaching others and blessing others. Amen. So listen to the Holy Spirit. That's also key in this, and that's true with words of wisdom and words of knowledge. To be listening um, with an open ear. Jesus said, "Who has he who has ears to hear?" You know, let him hear what the spirit says. Let's listen to the, what the spirit says. Ask him for these gifts and then be listening to what he says. Amen. So that's a word of wisdom and a word of knowledge. And thirdly, the discerning of spirits. Discerning of spirits. The Greek word for discerning there is diakrisis. Diakrisis, maybe. <laughs> that means distinct, distinguishing or discerning or judging. And spirits, the word spirit there can mean spirit in different contexts. can mean the spirit of God it can mean the nature of god it can mean the nature of a person or a human or a human spirit okay so what the discerning of spirits is is a supernatural understanding of the spirit in which someone is functioning now we live in a spiritual world right you now that ephesians ephesians 5 and 6 or ephesians 6 sorry makes it very very clear that our battle is not against flesh and blood and then talks about the arm paul talks about the armor of god and operating that but our, our battles against principalities and powers is not against people we live in a spiritual world we know this kind of a spiritual um underbelly you know to everything that's going on in, in our world you know and jesus operating that gift over and over and over again he was able to stern the spirit in which someone was was operating and someone was living now there can be a context of that of, of evil spirits, of, of demonic stuff, and it could just be just a, a spirit that's not necessarily demonic, but it's just not good. Okay? You know, so in terms of evil spirits, you see the effect of Jesus on evil spirits. You know the, the evil spirits straight away, in so many contexts, you, you see this I mean, I've got time again to look at the scriptures, but they recognize who Jesus was. Even the religious leaders didn't recognise he was the Messiah. Um the, the demons knew straight away you know who jesus was and demons were kind of flying out left right and center jesus was able to discern what was going on you know in people's people's world you think about that some of the 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 man who's set free who kind of had a whole legion of demons and and you know by the holy spirit jesus crossed the lake and went went to to this guy because he knew there was a guy that needed to be set free you know and a kind of whole legion of demons hundreds thousands of demons where this guy was set free from and just and is completely transformed and you know, becomes a believer and, and it's just an amazing miracle uh takes place. But Jesus was able to discern what was going on in his life and he was very angry, he had to be chained had had to be chained up. There's another another example wasn't there of a child who this man who had a child and his child kept throwing himself into the fire. And obviously that's that's not good in any context, just a ho- horrible situation, but there was a demonic um kind of undercurrent um to it all and Jesus was able to discern what was going on was not right, it was spiritually not right, it was demonic and, and, and dealt with that. Amen. So the, the evil spirits would recognise recognize who Jesus was. He just operated in a spiritual authority because he, he operated in, in a gift of discerning of spirits. Amen. So you kind of got a situation of dealing with evil spirits. And, you know, God does want us to be able to discern that. You know, the situations or, um, you know, people we might even come across where there is demonic stuff going on. Jesus Jesus wants us to be able to, holy. the Holy Spirit wants us to be able to discern that. And there's a kind of a, a, a spiritual undercurrent, um, you know, that's not good or is demonic or or evil um, that's going on in a situation to be able to discern. Not to anyway fear it. We don't have to fear anything that the devil does, amen. But just be able to discern the reality of what's going on, and then to, you know, to pray into that situation, whatever the context of that may be. But also, it's about just recognizing the spirit in which people operated. Not so talking about just about evil spirits, but just just a wrong a wrong spirit, a wrong nature. Luke 9, verse 51 to 56, Jesus says this, Now it came to pass, when the time had come for him to be received up, that he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. So let's talk about just before, um just before the cross. And he sent messages before his face. And as they went, they entered the village of the Samaritans to prepare for him. But they did not receive him, because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. And when his disciples James and John saw this, they, because basically James and John were cross. They hadn't been accepted. They said, "Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them, just as Elijah did?" But Jesus, verse fifty-five. But Jesus returned and, re- but Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, "You do not know what manner of spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to take men's lives, but to save them." And they went to another village. So what Jesus was doing, there was challenging this spirit. So they they hadn't been well received in in this village. And James, and James and John, they were called the sons of, sons of Thunder. They were brothers. And they basically got angry in this situation. And were like, hey Jesus, shall we command fire from heaven to consume these people? And, and Jesus was like, what kind of spirit are you operating in here? This is not right. I haven't come to destroy men's lives. I, I, I've, come, I've come to save them. You don't, you don't know what spirit you're operating in. Jesus was able straight away to discern what was going on in James and John. It wasn't good. I'm not saying it was an evil spirit, but, the, but it was definitely a wrong spirit, wasn't it? Def, definitely not definitely not right um you know the spirit with which they're operating because they just wanted these guys guys to die <laughs> it's just just totally totally wrong you know and there can be other kinds of spirits that sometimes that sadly that people operate in again not necessarily evil spirits but just was wrong so Things like people sometimes people have a gossiping spirit that sometimes people have a controlling spirit sometimes people having a, a divisive spirit and sometimes these become um issues in in churches sadly you know, where, where gossip becomes a real big problem or people trying to control what a pastor does or trying to control what others do or people who bring division um, into into a church. And, you know, all those spirits are not, not great. So this gift of discerning of spirits brings insight into these. And you can see that when again, Jesus, again, with the religious leaders, he, he knew the spirit they were operating in because of this gift operating in him um, constantly. He knew that they wanted him, wanted him dead that they wanted to, to murder him, he knew that they were, they were jealous, he, he called them whitewashed tombs, he said you're just whitewashed tombs full of dead men's bones, which some of them didn't react very well to that statement, but it was absolute you know, supernatural truth for them, and, and Jesus was just, was just trying to get them back on the right, right, bring conviction and get them back on the right path, he was saying it in, in love, but he was able straight away to discern the spirit in which they were operating, it was just a spirit of jealousy, a spirit, a spirit of anger, a spirit, a spirit of hatred, amen. You know, myself and Wendy, if we as we've kind of just been uh, kind of leading churches, been involved in leading churches for a long, long time. Um, you know, we've we've had to use this gifting where you discern spirits, and it's very, very rarely has happened at Family Church waterside But it's another context that we we've had in in the past where you become aware of what's going on, and sometimes you know someone's being a bit divisive, for example, or maybe a couple of people are being a bit divisive. They're operating in a divisive spirit and, and bringing division into the church or maybe some gossip gossip going on and it can bring disunity in a church body, in a church family and and by, by the Holy Spirit, so not anything in our own ability, by the Holy Spirit we've been able to discern what's going on in that situation, this is this is not good, this needs to be addressed, they've got a gossiping spirit, they've got a divisive spirit, this needs to be addressed and these people need to be uh, dealt with, when I say dealt with I mean in a loving way But it, but the situation needs to be addressed, amen. You know, when it comes to reaching a lost again remember these are all about outlook outward looking when it comes to reaching a lost, to be able to discern you know the the spirit in which people are operating um you know so often you know for example when people are atheists they're just in, in a deceived spirit aren't they not necessarily not necessarily again evil spirits but they're but they're deceived aren't they and they're And deceived and so often they just can't you know open their certainly where the situation they're currently and they can't open their eyes um you know to the kind of the truth of the gospel so when we're, when we're reaching the lost, when you're talking again to your work colleagues, your neighbours, you you're un- discern the spirit in, which they're, spirit in which they're operating, and you might even, of course, come across people who, who are, uh, you know, operating with evil spirits. To be able to discern that as well, the stuff, uh, the stuff is not right. One workplace I worked in, there was a lady who who called herself a, a white witch, and we had some really interesting because con- she knew I was a born again Christian. Um, we had some interesting um, conversations, but you could discern that with her that something was just ultimately not right before she'd even said about her being white witch i just knew in my spirit you kind of get that um if you ever had that you kind of get a feeling don't you inside just in your spirit it's like spiritually there's something not right about this person there's something going on here that this that is kind of supernatural but not but not good supernatural and it was interesting you know so god will help you to discern um discern that type of spirit and just and just the way people are operating and if there's stuff that's holding them back from god you know or if they've got a controlling spirit or a divisive spirit and those people you're reaching at lost that you can discern you can discern what's really going on um, in their world praise god so that's kind of those there's, there's three revelation gifts the word of wisdom the word of knowledge and discerning of spirits and and the holy spirit wants us to operate in all three of those and and just to operate in his wisdom operating and in those revelation gifts Amen. So what I want you just to kind of think about is and just to ask God about is what does this look like in your Jerusalem? What does it look like in the world that God has given you to reach? What does it look like using these tools? Well, firstly, let's be asking for them. Ask for words of wisdom for people. Ask for words of knowledge for people. Ask for God for the gifts of discerning of spirits in people's lives. So we can operate in each of these just like Jesus did. Remember, Jesus said we could do greater things than, than he did. Incredible thing. The incredible statement that he made. We can do even greater things and he did, and that same as as, as Paul and pastors Paul and Sean were talking about this morning, you know that same Holy Spirit that dwelt in Jesus and dwelt in the disciples, that same Holy Spirit that dwells in us. If Jesus can do it, then then we can do it. We, we're not actually Jesus, no of course, that's right, but we can operate in the same way, Amen. Because the same Holy Spirit that dwelt in Jesus dwells in us. We are, we are temples. So you can have words of wisdom in situations. You can have a supernatural impartation of wisdom. You can have a supernatural impartation of knowledge in a situation. You can have a supernatural understanding or discerning of the spirit in which people are operating and address it and then then deal with it in Jesus' name. Now, that's what God wants us to do, to use those tools. Remember, tools are only useful if if you actually use them. So keep that toolbox by your side and let's walk in that and all that God has for us. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you, Lord, for the gifts of the Holy Spirit, Lord, and we thank you for these revelation gifts, the discerning of spirit spirits, the words of wisdom, Lord, the words of knowledge. And I pray, Lord, you help us just to Lord seek seek you for those gifts. Lord you said, ask, seek and knock, and the door will be opened. Lord so we ask you for those gifts. I pray we'll be a body of people, Lord, that desire eagerly desire, that passionately desire, Lord, the, those gifts, Lord God. And I pray you'll just use us in that. You empower us and equip us Lord for those who come across in our lives or whether it be other people in our church family Lord in our church body Lord, whether it be the lost out in our world our unsafe family members our community uh, uh, people in our community our neighbours our, our work colleagues whoever it may be Lord God you give us supernatural wisdom supernatural knowledge and supernatural discernment Lord of what's going on in their world Lord God it's just like you were able just to, just to cut through kind of the, the stuff on the surface and cut through to the realities of what was really going on lord god you help us to do that lord god lord we need your wisdom lord we need your we need your knowledge we need your invitation of that lord we need to be able to discern what's going on in people's lives lord god and and discern what's spiritually going on underneath all thank you lord god you're such a great god you're so so good god to use us for your glory lord give us opportunities this week lord we choose to completely rely on you lord we don't want to do things in our own ability or our own strength lord god we need supernatural impartations from you In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So I trust that's really spoken into your life Uh, tonight. We're going to be looking at uh, different aspects or different grouping um, of the gifts next week. So I look forward to that. And let's let's choose to operate in his gifts this week, to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, to be listening out for the Holy Spirit because tools are only useful if you actually use them. Amen. Have Have a great week.